episode 110, Know Your Role AFC-NFC Championship Review. It was a heck of a Sunday for there only being two games going on. Coach, I know you're feeling good today. Oh, I'm feeling good. And to all you Bengal fans, know your role and <laughs> shut your mouth. <laughs> woo! Especially uh, Eli yeah, Apple. I did a little rock and a little Ric Flair woo in there. Uh, incredible game, um, start to finish, uh, as you would expect between these two teams. Um, you know, I think every game they've played has been decided by three points or less. So, uh, you know, this is definitely, um, you know, I think I don't was it. Chris, I guess it was Chris Jones who said this really isn't a rivalry because we haven't won any games against them in these last three times we played, or now we've obviously won. But uh, just really an incredible game from start to finish. You know, the the Chiefs, you know, ended up getting kind of decimated in the uh, not only in the uh, as far as our wide receivers go with Tony going down, Hardman going down, and Juju going down, uh, but also, uh, you know, losing your best corner, Sneed, pretty much right in the beginning of the game. But um, that was one of the first plays of the game, wasn't it? Was that? I think it was one of the first plays of the game. It was one of the first plays of the game. Yeah, it was one of the first plays of the game. So uh, starting from that end, it's not um, – so against my dog drinking some water in the bag. Y'all can hear that, but it's all good. This is this is, this is is a two dudes doing a show. So sometimes there's going to be background noise on my end, never on Brennan's. But anyways, apologies if that is annoying. Um, but anyways, back to the game. So, you know, Sneed gets hurt. You know, you think like crap. You know, who's gonna who's gonna you know post up against Chase and Higgins and all them? But you know, Joshua Williams and and Watson did a great job containing those guys for the most part. Those are you know two of the best receivers in football, and uh, you know pretty much kept Chase at bay for the most part. Um, you know, I figured he would have a big game, uh, but he really didn't. All things considered. Um, you know, I think who do you think had the best game for the for the Bengals? Probably like Hayden Hurst or something like that. Tyler Boyd was Tyler doing Boyd, pretty, yeah. Tyler Boyd had a good T, game. T Higgins was their leading receiver. I mean, yeah, I mean they they, they you know T Higgins is you know I, I think extremely underrated. Um, he, he gets some love, but not probably enough. But you know, you know MVS MVF set up big time. You know, he had like 116 yards, six receptions, and a touchdown. Uh, saw a funny meme that I uh, actually tagged, I tagged your old co-host and it was like that Shannon Sharp look like uh, saying how that's, that's the, that's the look that Aaron Rodgers has when he sees that MBS actually steps up in the playoffs. Um, um, yeah, it's funny. It's, it, 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 it looks better than how I just described it, but um, you know, the running game really wasn't a factor, but the defense stepped up big five sacks on Burrow. Uh, Chris Jones had two stone cold, stone cold, and then that obviously that big sack at the end of the game, um, just incredible. You know, Butker for as um, what can we say? As probably having his worst year. You know, stepped up in the biggest moments and was just clutch. You know, you texted me, he's like, "Oh, yo, did he come down, your Butker?" And I said, "I'm just saying, it was oh, it was poetic justice if it was going to come down to him, who, who really yeah, right. like and then, yeah, fighting for like, his well, job at this point." Yeah, wouldn't it be great if you know Carlson could make a kick? And you're like, "Well, he's not." I was like, "Yeah, he's not there, isn't that?" A but you could have used him. Um, well, luckily, Butker went three for three. I'll give him, yeah, I'll give him his, three his credit three, for the. You know, and then obviously that that kick at the end for somebody who's. Uh, been a little wishy-washy as far as uh the kicking game this year that that's a 
that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> that's a lot of pressure at the end of the game there. Big time. Um, and it wasn't a close, it wasn't a chip shot either. It was 45 it was, yards. It was 43 you know? yards, you know, uh, and the weather and stuff. It was a cool day down there in Kansas City. But uh, we got the win. Patrick Mahomes, uh, again, he is uh, – he's incredible, man. You know, he really is, you know, with – his, you know, his, his little scramble there at the end. And then, you know, getting that, uh, getting that penalty for roughing the passer or what, no, it wasn't roughing the passer. What was it? It was a, uh, God, was it, was a call that they made? Um, you know, I'm talking about the end of the game there on sportsman, like unnecessary roughness, sorry. Unnecessary roughness. There uh, you unnecessary go. roughness. Sorry. Uh, brain fart. Um, you know, which gave us an extra 15 yards and, you know, helped make that field a lot more attainable. So, you know, Mahomes goes 29 of 43, two touchdowns, no interceptions. He had a fumble there, got sacked three times. But, you know, he, he stayed in the pocket. He, um, you know, the ankle, you could tell it was a little bit of a factor, but not everything. He didn't um, completely change his game because of it. He wasn't scared or timid or anything like that. You know, he'd step up in the pocket, make a throw, get hit, and just bounce right back up and, and go. I think we would have seen a lot more rushing production. From yeah, him we probably now. would have seen a lot more rushing. And I expect to see that against the Eagles because, you know, we have two weeks to heal. And, um, you know, that Eagles pass rush is 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 deadly, especially with Hassan Reddick, who's, I guess, sold his soul to the devil so he could be unstoppable. But, um, yeah, they uh, – they, they, it's – you know, to go to three Super Bowls in five years is, is incredible. Um, you know, obviously won one, lost one. Um, and then we're back against the Eagles. It's the Andy Reid Bowl. Uh, it is incredible. Um, you know, for Patrick Mahomes in his first five years starting to never not be in an AFC championship game is incredible in and of itself. You know, him and Kelsey continue just to rewrite the playoff record books. Um, Kelsey in touchdowns is only behind uh, Jerry Rice now. And that's, he's like seven behind him. So I, I, I a thousand percent believe that he will pass, um, Jerry Rice at some point here in the next couple of years. Um, but yeah, just, just, just a great game. We got the win. It feels great to, um, to, to be going back. Um, I, I don't take, I don't take these things lightly. And I also don't take them for granted because like the likelihood of, I saw some, some stat, I'm not going to even quote it, but it was like less than 1% chance for some, for a team to really go to five straight AFC championships games. And it's then, absurd. And, yeah. and then to host them all at your home stadium too, on top of that is incredible. Uh, it is not Burrowhead. Um, I, you know, shout out DC4L Customs, who uh, is a partner of us that, uh, you know, designed our logo and all that stuff and has designed uh, actually other logos for myself and just is, a, you know, a great person to work with. Made a uh, Burrowhead My Ass shirt, which y'all should go out and get. It's uh, it's we retweeted it. It's on our it's on our Brain of the Kingdom page and on my page too, um, but worth getting. Uh, Travis Kelsey was electric there at the end, you know, with that whole you know, shut your mouth, know your role, your jabroni, and you know, he even said in the uh, <laughs> in the post post game press conference that Jerry Springer was a better mayor. So you know, Jeez. Kelsey, he's just like obviously, you know, he he's he's my man crush Monday. Um, He's your man crush every day, I think. Man crush every day, right? But, uh, you know, he's, he's the man. He does his thing. And uh, it's uh, it's incredible, man. I just it's, It feels great to be back, you know. And, uh, you know, Frank Clark steps up. You know, Frank Clark's kind of had a couple years of being rather timid. He was really upset with his playoff performance last year, redeemed himself. Um, and, you know, we got a couple weeks to heal up, and we got a – great game against you know uh against the eagles 
and uh, they are an incredible team. It's like, you know, you don't usually get the one versus one um, in the Super Bowl. It's usually, you know, somebody upsets somebody, and it's, you know, it's not usually the two best teams during the regular season that play each other. So we're seeing that today, or seeing that, you know, in two weeks on Sunday, February 12th, which is also my sister's birthday. And, uh, yeah, we got a great game to look forward to, a lot of analysis, and these next couple weeks will be fun to – you know, some of the offseason stuff starts too. So we're going to see Derek Carr go somewhere else. There's a lot to talk about. I'm ex- excited for the Kelsey Bowl. And uh, yeah, man, what are your thoughts? You know, as, as I said in the pregame, you know, I was pretty nervous for you. Um, you just want to see each team at, at 100%. And like you said, you guys missed Tony, who at this name should just be renamed Fragile. Um, Hardman, Juju, uh, Willie Gay, Sneed, like, the fact that Mahomes was doing what he's doing with basically MVS, uh, Watson, uh, you know, Sky Moore, it was just, it, it was really incredible. And then with, and you think about it, there really was no run game. You know, the, I think, uh, which is something to talk about later on, but, you know, uh, I believe our buddy Pacheco there was held to like a two points. Yeah. 2.6 yards at yard average. Um, so the run game never got going, but he still made it happen with that group of guys. And I heard on ESPN they were talking about who would would be the MVP for that game, and they list off a bunch of guys. I think it's undisputably Chris Chris Jones. Uh, two sacks, three tackles for loss, five QB hits. He was just a, a machine, and I know that the O-line sucked, but it was an O-line that the Bills were incapable of exploiting. And Chris Jones, they were moving him all over the D-line, interior, edge, whatever. And um, just trying to find those matchups where he could dominate, and he really did. And um, Joe Burrow got hit 12 times, and he was sacked five. And, you know, Chris Jones was basically half of the sacks and almost half of the QB hit. So just an absolute stud. Um, he deserves a, a whole lot of accolades this season. But, you know, I, I as I said, I was talking a little junk last night, and when the Bengals had the ball with, I think it was under 230 left, Joe Burrow was just still making these, like, really incredible throws. And even with, um, who's your safety there? Juan Thornhill helping over the top. Tyler Boyd is still making some catches. T Higgins. And I was like, how is this continuing to happen in, in double coverage and whatnot? And, uh, it was just really a really great throwing ball on Burroughs part, but you know, the, your defense, I think really offense got it done, but defense really held it an explosive offense to 20 points. Um, is pretty great. And, you know, Burrow ended the night with, you know, one touchdown and two interceptions. That's, that's pretty decent. So, and he was actually their leading rusher. So you guys shut down the run game too. He had four carries for 30 yards. So first time I've ever seen Burrow really run that much, but it, it was just a very gritty game. Say what you want about the refs. Um, you know, but you got the refs didn't make uh was named Joseph Asai uh, push Mahomes on that final play, which I'm sure was just like all the energy and frustration and nervousness leading up to it. But he kind of sealed the deal for them on that one. So that had nothing to do with the refs. And, you know, we could go with all sorts of different, there was a lot of intentional grounding. There was a lot, a ridiculous amount of holding on that. You know, they said Orlando Brown was holding on that scramble where he did get hit. I saw a lot of holding uh, where Chris Jones would have hit home if he didn't have someone's arm wrapped around his neck. So let's not even go there. You know, it goes, it goes both ways. I think that's stupid, really weak shit. If you, if you, you know, blame the refs and, you know, Oh, this guy's the MVP. This guy's not also want to shout out to Brian cook to Joshua Williams on that sick interception where he, Brian cook had a play before where I think he, he got a, he got a pass interference that would have been like a fourth down or something like that. 
and then, um, you know, he bats that ball and then Joshua Williams makes the interception. So, you know, great, great focus by Williams. That's not easy. You know, it's, it's fun to like, you know, try and, you know, mess around and do that with your buddies, you know, tapping the ball in the air and then trying to grab it. But in a live game like that, that's some good hand eye coordination and a great play. So when you look at it, like, you know, Jalen Watson had a great game, Jalen Watson and Pacheco who, didn't necessarily have a great game, but it's been a huge factor. Both seventh round picks, man. So, you know, and, and Kelsey shouted him out too. Like, Brett Feach does an amazing job. You know, at one point, you know, towards the end of the game, Marcus Kemp, Sky Moore, and uh, MVS were your wide receivers. Right. That's, you know, to go on and win that game is, is, is incredible. Again, I'm glad we have two weeks to heal up and uh, be ready for a, a shootout in Arizona against the Eagles. It's going to be a good game. Yeah. Shout out to Eli Apple for that uh, pass interference on MVS. And as we said, there were some bad calls that when he, he was basically like putting him in a semi like arm bar trying to hold on to him. So, uh, you know, talk all the amount of smack talk coming from the Bengals, not just Eli Apple, who everyone doesn't like, but, the, from coming from that team, like you, if you're going to talk that much, you had to be that confident you were going to win because the Chiefs are relatively silent, just saying, you know, like, yep, we'll see on Sunday. Yep, their offense doesn't impress me. Yep, Burrowhead, whatever. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, and now they're they're cashing out all those checks that you guys try or right. all that all the Bengals tried writing out on them. So, uh, you remember like when we were kids, like the worst farts were the silent but deadly ones. Yep, SB, SBDs. Yep. SBDs, baby. That's SBDs, a brilliant SBDs, way of putting SBDs it. Were. They so. were. Again, great win, just all around great win. I mean, Tommy Townsend was 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 on it with the punts, Butker. So it was, it was a great team win, great team game. All facets were were where they needed to be, and they got to be that way in two weeks too. So right. let's talk a little bit about this um, this riveting Eagles and 49ers game, which was probably going down as one of the best NFC Championship games of all time. Would you say? Uh, I would say the opposite. I think. It's oh, you say the opposite. Okay. I'd say the opposite. So I would say the only it was. I couldn't wait for the Chiefs Bengals game to start because I want to watch quality football. And this will go into my other point is we got a little bit of heat on our Twitter page because I said that let's be real, Jalen Hurts versus Pat Mahomes, the ideal Super Bowl matchup that we want out of this weekend. Whoa, 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 you're a diehard Raiders fan. Like, what, what are you talking about? You don't want the Chiefs in there. No, I don't want the Chiefs in there. No, I don't want them to win. But I want to watch quality football. And Brock Purdy and Joe Burrow is not exactly what I want to watch. Uh, in the Super Bowl, um, even Jalen Hurts and Burrow, just because I don't think in my heart of hearts that the Bengal the Bengals aren't more exciting for me to watch than the Chiefs. I want to watch exciting, captivating football. Um, you know, and and also there's a couple of players on the Bengals, and there's a few on the Chiefs also, but that just make them so unlikable to me. Um, but what I want is quality football. My Raiders allegiances aside. You know, I'll get into who I think is going to win the Super Bowl when we do our Super Bowl preview, which is not today. So you have to stay tuned for next week. Um, but we'll talk about that. But but it's biases out of here. You can be a fan of a team and just want to see good football, which is what it is. So in in this game, um, I did not see quality football. Brock Purdy got hurt very early on, comes out. They said he straight up couldn't throw. You know, I did see that. Uh, Brock Purdy is soft was trending on Twitter very quickly after that, or at least it was a, a popular topic. Um, the only real thing that you got to see here was Jalen Hurts and the offense against a very, what is a good defense, but looked a little bit 
I won't say lifeless, but even like Fred Warner looked a little slow. Greenlaw didn't look like he was playing his best. And Jalen Hurts ended the night with 15, going 15 for 25, 121 yards, uh, no passing touchdowns. He had one rushing and no interceptions. In total, they had 148 rushing yards and 121 passing yards. So not an absurd performance, you know, still shy of 300 total offensive yards. Um, two TDs from Miles Sanders, four rushing touchdowns total from Hertz Sanders and little Boston Scott there. The 49ers really were just a mess. And, um, you had three different QBs, one of which is Christian McCaffrey, Brock Purdy, Josh Johnson, between the three of them, they had 83 total passing yards, no touchdowns. The lone touchdown came from McCaffrey, 15 carries, 84 yards. Uh, the Philly defense, you know, they they were really having a free-for-all. They could really do whatever they wanted, at, especially once Brock Purdy was out. And to be honest, Brock Purdy did not look great early on. The play he went out on was um, a forced fumble by uh, – why am I blanking on his name? Coach, help me out here. Who's the Eagles D-lineman that's getting all the sacks? Oh, Hassan Reddick. Hassan Reddick for, uh, you know, hit Brock Purdy as he was throwing the ball, and that's apparently what knocked him out. So – you know, the 49ers as a team had three fumbles. They were uh, the Philly defense got three sacks, seven QB hits. The 49ers defense on the flip side had one sack, two QB hits, no interceptions. The The main takeaway I got from this game, besides the fact that I think Hertz is is healthy, but I think they made it a point not to go crazy in the passing game. That catch by Devontae Smith was unreal. I don't know if you saw that one, but yeah, apparently that wasn't actually really a catch, though. Uh, yeah, I, I heard um, who was talking about that on the sideline after after the fact. I don't know if it was Kyle, oh, Kyle Shanahan was talking about how he didn't challenge it because he thought based on the angle he saw it was a catch. Turns out it wasn't later on. Um, obviously, the score's 31-7. to Didn't exactly seal the deal there. But the, the main takeaway I get from this is that, one, the 49ers training staff, I don't know what's going on, why that team gets so injured. I mean, we, we saw a lot of the injuries, but – um, I think for the, it's not always, uh, I won't say like it's an absolute, but I think that if you're in a position to, um, you need to have a top, the pole bridge quarterback thing does not work. We love the storyline. Mr. Irrelevant is the quarterback and he gets to, you know, possibly make history by being the first rookie to, to go into a Super Bowl. blah, blah, blah. That's all very exciting and, and whatnot, but he was still last pick in the draft for a reason. And unfortunately, Mr. Irrelevant looked like he was irrelevant um, pretty early on in this game, despite him getting injured and getting out of there. I give him credit for going back in, but it was clear all they could do was run the ball. So I think that even though Shanahan thought he was getting a top QB with Trey Lance, then having to switch over to Jimmy G, there are superstars in this league that aren't going to go out unless they physically cannot by any means at all. And then there are some that, you know, their pinky hurts and they're gone for the next six weeks. Um, and Jimmy G and Trey Lance looked like they were having a good time on the sideline, which I also don't understand. I don't know how you could even force a smile when your team is about to miss going to the Super Bowl and the score is seven to 31. Um, so that was a little bit mind blowing to me, but I just think it emphasizes how important the quarterback position is because you have Jalen Hurts and Pat Mahomes going to the Super Bowl who are elite quarterbacks, they're top five. And, um, that I just think that that's something a lot of teams have to think about. So when you talk about, well, look, you can go to Super Bowl with Jacoby Brissett or or Matt Stafford or whatever, you can. The chance of you winning are far less. It worked out with Stafford, but I, you know, he was a top fifteen ish. Um, 
So just something to think about. That was my main takeaway from this. I didn't really have any takeaways on either team besides we know that just the Eagles steamrolled them. Um, but it's a shame when the 49ers literally have every place, every piece in place, special teams, defense, offense, and then the quarterback position um, and a lack of depth there just kind of ruins everything. Well, dude, it's not a lack of depth when you're down to your third guy. Who would have been the third? Who would have been the Raiders' third quarterback? I think we only had two. I don't even know who the third one is. Saying. So, I mean, the Chiefs would have been Shane Bichelle. But what I'm saying here is that, you know, the, the, I, I feel for the Niners to have Josh Johnson have to go in there. That sucks. I think Purdy was doing a, a good enough job. He had a nerve issue in his hand. Didn't allow him to throw the ball. I don't think it's for a lack of toughness or not wanting right. to go out there. Um, yeah, and I didn't know. say that. But there was I was saying that people had the, the Brock Purdy is soft uh, thing was going out pretty. Yeah, I, I don't like I said. I, I don't. I don't buy into that at all. Uh, you know, Steve clearly Young couldn't throw. Steve Young was in the uh, was in the parking lot, warmed up and ready to go. So the the 49ers got dealt a tough hand uh, to to make it to the you know to the NFC Championship game with your third string quarterback and to go on that kind of run says a lot. I know their competition necessarily wasn't the best, um, but still, still got. I mean, what? How many games did they win a row? Like eleven. Um, after they got decimated by the Chiefs, so regardless, I you know it, it's a it'll be interesting to see what happens with them the off season. Um, what happens with Trey Lance? What happens? I mean, Jimmy G's gone. Is Brock Purdy the starter? Are they going to go after a free agent quarterback that grew up loving the 49ers? And there's two hey, options there. Put him um, in the NFC and keep him away from Allegiant Stadium, and I'm good. Yeah. So we shall see. Um, It'll be interesting for sure. I think they're uh, pretty sure they're fully behind um, Purdy. And from what I've heard is he'll be the starter going into next season. Um, and then I don't know okay. who's battling him. But we'll see. You know, Chris McCaffrey, um, great season. Uh, it sucks because you really kind of got him healthy. And he did all he could. But he, he couldn't finish. And, uh, you know, Lane Johnson essentially negated Bosa. Um, and you know, Lane Johnson's playing with an ad- ad- abdominal injury injury. So like, you know, that Eagles O-line is incredible. Um, and they are a very well built team. Shout out to Harry Roseman who gets a lot of crap, um, but has done a really good job. You know, he'll always be remembered for not picking Justin Jefferson, but, um, for every, uh, mistake he's made some positive ones, um, and has put together a very good team. Um, and they got, you know, a top 10 pick next year. So they're, they're going to continue to get better, um, and build. And, uh, you know, I think it's cool, you know, that they'll, people will say this, um, and I, I, I got, I got no issue with people saying this cause it's, it's a point, but I think it's pretty cool that we have two, you know, African-American starting quarterbacks for the first time in Super Bowl history. And, you know, people say, well, let's not make this about race, but, for the longest time, people really didn't give the black quarterback the the benefit of the doubt. Um, you know, it was like, oh, they're they're too flashy, they're too this, they're too that. You know, Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts proved two incredibly good good people, stand up guys um, that are obviously extremely talented. You know, Hurts with his adversity from Alabama to Oklahoma to now the NFL. And then, you know, Mahomes being being a guy at Texas Tech and then, you know, maybe not getting the love that he should have. And then, you know, he's been to five straight AFC championship games and, you know, three Super Bowls in five years. So I think it's it's pretty cool for both of them. And uh, it shows that uh, 
it's talent over everything, man. It doesn't really matter your skin color, but I think it's very cool for um, to have two. I think it's. I mean, I was going to say it's it's cool to have two black starting quarterbacks, and it's it's cool that it's it's that it's history with the uh, with the Chiefs and then the Eagles too, because their history with African American starting quarterbacks. So it's uh, it's cool, and I'm I'm, uh, I'm ready for it. Can't wait. Sunday, February twelfth. It's on. Kelsey jersey going to be on eighty seven. Gonna have it fitted. Gonna be cheaped out, baby. Can't wait. Um, yeah, man. I, I think that's actually like a, a great point. And and now that I look at it, there's all sorts of you know this. It's the first Super Bowl with two black starting quarterbacks. So for the first time, um, and, you, and the, the the people I'll say this: the people are like, oh, it's not about race. Like you know what? Like it's not about race, but it's 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 freaking cool, dude. It's cool because if you look at the history of the um, the opinion of what a lot of people had on on, on African American quarterbacks because they weren't your typical pocket passer, um, I think I think it's cool. So I think like you know give the community and and people that you know have been doubted forever the the benefit of the doubt and to have two of them going up against each other is 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 super super cool super cool. Trivia question, which team was the first team to draft a black player in the first round of the draft? The first round of the draft. I'm going to go probably Los Angeles Raiders. You're correct. Eldridge Dickey. There you go. I thought he was the first black quarterback. Okay, trivia question for you. Who was the first black starting quarterback to win a Super Bowl? And what team did he play for? It wasn't the Broncos, was it? No. Okay. Starting quarterback. Don't look Starting. it up on Google right now. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I don't know. Who is it? Doug Williams, Rambling Ooh. State quarterback, Washington Redskins. Redskins. So he, yeah, Washington Redskins. Back in the day, he he was he was the he was a he was a godfather of all that stuff. So, um, yeah, it's awesome. So in the vein of you know the Eagles, you know the vein of Randall Cunningham to Donovan McNabb, now to Jalen Hurts. Uh, Jalen, respect you, buddy. Your squat's ridiculous, but Chief's going to stop that ass. I don't know about stop that ass, but we're going to beat that ass. I mean, we're going to bring our predictions next week, but I, ugh, it's it's just a warning. It's yeah, a warning. just a warning. I got you. It's going to, so uh, our next episode will be extremely electric. We may be bringing on a guest to join us with our Super Bowl breakdown. Mm-hmm. Um, a returning guest, I believe. Yeah, but, uh, one of my favorite people. Yeah, one of my, one of my guys. One, one of my your, guys. Uh, well, one it's definitely it's definitely not going to be one of my guys. So, nope, um, they're already in Cancun. That's that's true with Eli Apple. All right, uh, so that is our AFC NFC Championship uh, review episode. Once again, great great weekend, mostly the night game, um, and we have one game left in the. Uh, 2022 NFL season. So uh, it's exciting, but depressing at the same time, but we have unlimited content for you guys. It is never going to stop here at Rating the Kingdom. And side note, get your Super Bowl tickets on SeatGeek, promo code RTK, get $20 off that $5,000 ticket. Yeah, it goes along. So that $20 <laughs> along. will be for, you know, the $20 you save right. will be like That's half your, off a of beer, you know? Right, so half off, yeah. A French fry at, a French at Super fry. Bowl. Yeah. A single French fry. And yeah. then put in your bets on underdog, sign up with promo code RTK. We match up to it. Yep, I actually won 65 bucks yesterday. Hey, so, nice job, dude. Look at me. Very good. All right, we'll see you all next week. Go Chiefs.
I, I have no one to root for, so. Thank <laughs> you.